Ah, uh, yes. The death of buying things in person. I just looking at that. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Do you like it when you go into a store, when you take your time, you get into your car, you head to the store, you get there, they don't have what you want in your size, or they don't have what you want in your size, in your color, or they just don't have what you want, but they can order it. Now, normally when that happens, I just say to myself, well, I could order it. So then you order it. And uh, then it takes forever and a day to get to you, which defeats the whole purpose of shopping now, doesn't it? I'm always looking for that immediate gratification. But I digress. This is one of the fun things about having a platform. I can muse out loud because that's nothing changes with that. And it's like the House of Representatives. You see, earlier... When we had McCarthy as speaker, who was not, you know, I, I wasn't a big McCarthy fan. He did a couple of things that made me raise my eyebrows and go, wow, I, I didn't expect that out of him. But uh, right now, at this particular time, it, whatever we have, whatever we put in place, besides just stopping everything, it doesn't matter. We're not going to advance anything. We need to be advancing things. And right now, we cannot advance things. Because we don't have a ground game within the Republican Party. We don't have, uh, we don't want to win elections. It's better to lead from behind, right, Mitch McConnell? So, it was perceived that McCarthy had done something that was not conservative. So, he had to go. Now we have Mike Johnson. Now Mike Johnson apparently was the only one that wanted the job, that really wanted to pull the job. He was the only one that could get the votes for whatever reason, despite, you know, however good Steve Scalise is, however good Jordan is, uh, McCarthy, any of these other guys, Brian McDonald, those guys, none of them could get the votes. For some reason, Mike Johnson got the votes. And everybody's like, well, he's never seen porn. He has a biblical worldview. He's not rich. Uh, he must be the savior. And what do we have coming up now? we have a continuing resolution. Now, the one thing that the House could do to stop some of this nonsense that's going on within the government is let the government shut down. But no, we can't absorb the optic of that because the Democrats will do this with it and the Democrats will do that with it and well, let's just talk ourselves out of doing it and then that way we can go out here and we can do and we can say we're doing it because we intend to be winners. These guys don't understand strategy at all. They certainly don't understand tactics and they, this, what is it with them and the media? What is it with the Republican side and the media? They don't like you guys and gals. They don't like you. They're not going to like you. They're never going to like you. You may as well just get on with business. The people that vote for you, you want them to like you, but you keep stabbing them in the back. And now, of course, everybody will say Johnson is as weak-kneed as his predecessors. Well, Johnson, and one of the things that Johnson has to do is he has to take a, I mean, we had a, uh, 
how many how many Republicans voted to not uh, go after Mayorkas? <laughs> how many of those guys did that? And a lot of them are saying, "Well, I'm not going to run for office anymore." So let me do let me let me use my conscience. You weren't. This is where the problem comes with these guys. They think that you have voted them in there to use their best judgment. When in fact you voted them in there to represent you. Now right now what everybody's saying is that rather than fight and stand strong for conservative priorities, Johnson is proposing a continuing resolution to keep the federal government funded through the beginning of next year. And of course, because it's a continuing resolution, it doesn't address anything like the southern border. And the already high spending levels, we can't even get back to spending levels pre-COVID, which was only three years ago. So now, because of the way Johnson sees the optics of the press, he's going to have to go to the Democratic side because, of course, the House Freedom Caucus is going to vote against it. Right now, Hakeem Jeffries, who's an idiot, is out there, and he doesn't have to be a mastermind with the Republicans in place. He doesn't have to be a mastermind at all. All he's got to do is just maintain the Democrats all being on the same page. That's all he's got to do. That's all he's got to do. And uh, the other thing is this. Um, as Speaker, Johnson doesn't have to do anything that he doesn't want to. I mean, it's a very powerful position. This is the problem we have. Whenever we get in place, we don't wield power. We feel like we have to steer the ship. But sometimes the ship is steering us. I mean, Pelosi didn't think that. And if you got Primilla Jayapal that's going to vote with you, Mike, you need to uh, think about this. They're saying it includes two of the big things the Democrats want. That's a that's a cue for you to understand that this bill sucks. And right now, Johnson is out there making the rounds on the cable news networks and all the other stuff. And he's thinking this is the greatest thing since Elizabeth Warren figured out that, you know, she could be Focahontas. And he said... What was it? He was on CNBC. He said that kicking the spending can down the road is good because it's better than a massive omnibus spending package and keeps the government open. He said, I think we'll have bipartisan agreement that passing a short-term CR is a better way to have the actual appropriations process. We have a shutdown looming and we got to prevent that because that would do even more harm to the economy. So do you get that? The, the priority here is to keep government open, not to solve issues, not to go against a weaponized Department of Justice, not to get out there and discover all the fascism that came out of the COVID charade, not to get out there and discover all the DEI and then kick it straight out of the military. Not the invasion by, by invitation that's going on. Or anything else. And then everybody's like, why do they why do people like why do people like Trump? They sit there and they do this kind of stuff and they sit back and go, well, why do people like Trump?
Now, Johnson, of course, has come out supporting Trump, which, okay. What are you going to do if he becomes president and you remain House Speaker? Are you, are you going to support him? Are you going to, are you going to take up everything that he wants to do? Are you going to let his agenda be the agenda? See, you guys, you guys are you guys are the ones that keep everything running, and he's the one steering the ship. He's the captain. And are you going to listen to the captain this time? Because the last time we had a Republican Speaker of the House, he did not. I'm getting tired of being disappointed in the Republicans, and it makes me believe I don't know what the direction is going to be. Uh, the third-party nonsense, that's just total nonsense. That's, that means we are we're giving in to losing for until something changes, and I don't know how that's going to change. So this is one of these moments where you get back and you're saying, gosh, I feel like I'm being painted into a corner, and I sure don't like that. These guys have a very, very prominent case of fecklessness. They're always looking for bipartisan support. The Democrats do that because they're looking for cover. They're always looking for cover. And the Republicans, I, I, I guess they're doing the same tactic, whatever it is. I, I you know, I, I'm tired of it. I don't like it. Uh, I, I really don't understand what the difference is between now when when we have when we have Johnson as speaker as when we have McCarthy. What was all that about? The gun that Joe Biden wants to ban protected his granddaughter the other day. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I guess one of the first grandchildren, she was somewhere the other day and the vehicle that takes her wherever she was going was there with her and, well, shenanigans commence with it and uh, brings up an interesting point. News talk, you know, the news talk always brings up the interesting points. Um, GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. The news talk about it here is that they used guns. They use guns to dissuade some uh, carjackers, which carjacking in D.C. is uh, is is bad. But most people in D.C. do not have a Secret Service detail. I, I, that would be my guess. So, um, and one of the guns that they use to protect the first family uh, is a is an AR fifteen. <laughs> do you get the vapors when I say that? They've had 760 carjackings in D.C. 65% of those arrested for carjacking are juveniles. And they only prosecute 56% of those that are arrested. And if you want to get a gun and carry a gun, you're forced to navigate an onslaught of regulation and red tape before you can think about using a weapon for self-preservation. That's what they're for, right? And according to D.C. Metro Police, residents have the authority to carry firearms only in certain places and for certain purposes. Concealed carry requires a variety of applications and training, while open carry is prohibited. 
Once again, you might get the vapors on this one. Meanwhile, crime in the D.C. is out of control. It's up 40% over 2022. Homicide and robbery are up 32 and 68%. There's your reason right there. If homicide is up 32%, <laughs> you don't have to have a specific personal reason. There you go. On Monday, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser declared a state of emergency. And yet, what do we see? We see this perfect storm of things, the way they've steered things into this place to where now everybody has, it, they're, they're crime friendly or high crime area, whichever you want to call it. And all, in all of these crime friendly areas, it's very difficult for a citizen to protect themselves. And so a lot of citizens that don't have Secret Service details are defenseless at the direction of lawmakers. Joe Biden will have Secret Service protection for the rest of his life, as will his family. I can only imagine how much fun that's going to be for the people in the Secret Service that have it. The Council on Criminal Justice reports across 37 U.S. cities, violent crime is up since 2019, 24% more homicides during the, uh, during the first half of 2023 compared to the first half of 2019. Her dad, Naomi Biden, of course, is a granddaughter. Her dad is Hunter. <laughs> Hunter Biden. He also, he, he got to purchase a gun and lie about his drug use and walk around to talk about it. So, apparently the Bidens thoroughly enjoy their guns. And they enjoy the, the utility of guns. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure this has nothing to do with it, but the DOJ struck a sweetheart plea deal with Biden. And if he pled guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges, <laughs> which have nothing to do with him owning a gun illegally, they'll drop the illegal gun charge. But that did fall apart. And he's pled not guilty to three federal firearms charges. And his lawyers claimed the underlying law is unconstitutional. Which, they're correct, but, you know, that's beside the point. Uh, the law's a law, Hunter. That's why I get told all the time. So gun laws, gun rights. Well, gun rights are for the Bidens. The Bidens get gun rights. They get gun rights. They get cocaine rights. They have sugar cone rights. They can have, they can have a dog that bites everybody that walks in the place. You know, they can have all of this stuff. But for you and me, the Second Amendment is not absolute. Other Democrat politicians, they're offenders as well. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, which I saw one time when she was out there complaining about how she had to go somewhere special to get her hair cut. And I was just looking at her and I was like, seriously, that's a special haircut, Lori. But she had her own armed security detail to protect her home and office. Michael Bloomberg had a group of baby Huey state police guys always surrounding him. And then when he stopped being the his honor, he just said, just quit your jobs and you can be on my payroll. And now he's surrounded by baby Hueys all the time. 
I'm sure Shannon Watts has some armed bodyguards. Alyssa Milano, when she was at the NRA annual meeting in Dallas, she was out there with some armed bodyguards to protest us. <laughs> so all of them, all of them surrounded by guns, living quite comfortably with under the protection of guns. And this is, this is a very blatant hierarchy for you to look at. And this is the thing. And it's a very simple thing. Guns preserve life, okay? End of story. Guns preserve life. Gun control is not about protecting children. It's about protecting families. It's about protecting whole communities. That's, you know, that's what gun control is. But that's not what his family's security detail has. If it works so well, why do they have guns? Why would they open fire on somebody trying to just steal a car? Why would the Secret Service go guns up on that? I mean... And miss. Why Why did they miss? How did they miss? I was under the impression that all of these Efren Zimbalist juniors could hit something at, at 500 paces with one arm behind their back. But they missed. We're going to, we're going to talk. Uh, and uh, There's a couple of things. That I think they violated the law when uh, uh, I think they... Uh, they violated the uh, Metropolitan uh, uh, D.C. use of force instructions is what they did. They assert in their instructions to trainers concerning law of self-defense. Uh, you may use the amount of force which at the time of the incident you actually and reasonably believe is necessary to protect yourself or a third person from imminent bodily harm. Now, unless they were in the car that they were trying to break into, that doesn't fit. They just said, Look over there's a Secret Service car over there and they're trying to break into it. I've been dying to do this. So who shot? Who who was pulling the trigger on this? How much experience did they have? How many rounds did they discharge? How much training do they actually get on this? And was this consistent with the training they got and with the law they have to operate under just like me and you? What would happen to me if I go out there and my Ford F-150 is about to be hijacked and I go out there and go, all right, feel your hand and start shooting at him. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen because that's not legal. If I shoot and kill them, I just committed murder because them stealing my vehicle does not put me in danger of imminent bodily harm unless I'm in it. It would be interesting to see what people would have been saying if they'd gotten out there and actually hit some of the guys they shot. <laughs> I would I, I just like to uh, you know and I wonder you know there's one granddaughter out there that uh, Hunter has uh, sired out there they don't even they don't even claim her does she get Secret Service protection and what kind of a car does she get to ride around in that they better not steal I'm just asking questions out loud Chairman G is coming to the newly cleaned up San Francisco and supposedly he and the resident have made a deal on fentanyl. Don't you believe it? Don't you believe it? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
Ah, the text line. The text line. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this there, area code 828. I'm going to tell you this. Here's the difference. You're on your end of the text line, and I'm on mine. So we, you can assign that however you like, and you can call me. You can say I'm saying the same stupid nonsense or whatever you want to say. Uh, you're, you're, I, I can look at the way you lay out your fact patterns, and you're just a crackpot, okay? But you're just going to text. I dare you to call in. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I love the text line, but sometimes the keyboard commandos get on there and they just think they're just all that in a bag of chips, but they'll never call in. It's always interesting to me. The Biden G, uh, the Biden G summit in San Francisco has not even begun, uh, although San Francisco is clean right now. But um, see, one of the corner pins here is going to be uh, that we're going to make a deal with a good chairman. Uh to crack down on China's manufacture and export of the chemical precursors to fentanyl. That would be great, except they've already done that. They did that in 2019. Now, I don't know exactly what that meant when they did it. They could have said they did it and then just did nothing about it. But we know that China produces compounds exported to Mexico's cartels, and then they mix them in the middle of some field, and they kill tens of thousands of us per year. Now, getting these new promises, the exchange for this, will require us to drop our technology sanctions on the Chinese Ministry of Public Security's Institute of Forensic Science. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I, you know, they were sanctioned under the Trump administration because of the way they treat the Uyghurs. You know, while, while we're out here and we're, we're all being, uh, while everybody cozies up to the chai the chai are truly Islamophobic. I mean, it's okay if you live somewhere else, but if you live in China, you're going to be, you're, 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 you're a Muslim. Well, you're going to be here. You're going to be here in a camp. And we're going to take your children. We're going to train them to be Chinese. So, by giving up this sanction, uh, this will be looked at and this will be paraded around by the good chairman as us giving them a bit, a little bit of a moral, uh, you know, thumbs up on this. As they continue their uh, slow roll glacial genocide against an internal minority. And, uh, they also get access to our technology. What better way to keep on violating human rights and conduct espionage in this country in exchange where well, we don't get nothing. This guy looks at U.S. power and he sees no constraint there. He sent spy balloons that floated all over. We just watched them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably like going, you know, that's a pretty big spy balloon. They, they see it and they're just watching it. He has secret police inside on American soil hunting critics of the regime. And then TikTok, which is allowed to operate here while, you know, uh, Facebook and uh, 
Twitter, that's not allowed to operate there. And they're supposedly propagandizing our kids, sending out these algorithms and everything. And he's not even getting out there going, you know, you know, uh, G, you could, uh, you could tell us about COVID. They look at, they look at Joe Biden as a fun figure. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sure they're scratching their heads going, why, why do you, you, you don't really care about what we're doing, do you? Because your border is wide open. We know because we're sending some people through there. We're not only inviting them in, we're waving at them as they come in. Biden has made real border enforcement impossible. That is the sovereignty of the nation. We don't exist without a border, people. And Biden and, and his policies, this is the reason that you have to cut this empty deal with Xi. And when they come back, he's going to be getting out there going, well, of course, what I did, I got out there, I got I, I got out there and I, I, I played hardball. I played hardball with the Chinese president because that's what I do. Because, listen, I've been at this for a long time. I have, I have. And then he's going to look at his watch and go, I, I sure got to go somewhere and do a thing. And then they wander off. So, right now, the federal government is complicit. They just, they, they just, they're doing concessions here. They're not going to be able to, there's not going to be any way to verify that they're actually doing this. They said they did it in 2019. We didn't verify it then. We're not going, we're not going to verify it now. This is geopolitical theater at its best. <laughs> Uh, there we go. Dude is just busy, busy texting. I some of the, some of you texters that are out there that go off on these tangents when you're texting. Have you developed like another another joint in your thumbs? Have you evolved to that point? But they never call in, and I in, I invite you to call in, sir. I invite you to call in. Yes, I'm calling you a crackpot. I am, and you can you can tell me all the little clever things. I'm 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 a, I'm a crackhead and look in the mirror and all this other stuff. You look on the side you're on. You're you're on that side of the text line. I'm inviting you to come over here. So. Just sad, sadness, sadness. There is one country out there that is saying, you know what? This country belongs to us and we'll decide who comes in here. And that's Hungary. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The GS Plumbing Talk Line, for those of you who might disagree with me but actually have a pair, is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307 for you keyboard commandos that, well, <laughs> you, you, you get what I'm saying. 
And I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Actually, I'm not. Why is that? Why? That's, that's never happened to me before. It kicked me out. Now I've never done that to me before. Anyway, but now I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban has rejected mass illegal migration to his country, including mass Muslim migration. He went on Radio Casas' Good Morning Hungary last week. And he said, Europe has not been allowed to talk about the fact that migration and terrorism go hand in hand, but a new Secret Service report proves that what only Hungarians dared to say in the past is exactly right. Apparently, Lebanese-American Brigitte Gabrielle recently warned America from her own experience that countries can take in only so many Muslim migrants before they launch jihad to seize control. And Orban seems to understand this pretty thoroughly. He posted on X on November 11th, We made a tolerance offer to Brussels, which is EU headquarters. Every country can deal with migration the way they want to, but they cannot force hashtag Hungary to copy the failed migration policies of Western Europe. We don't want hashtag terrorism, gang wars, and many Gazas in Budapest. Perfectly, that's, that's perfectly reasonable to me. I, I don't understand why that would even be controversial. And he's, he, he, he's telling leftist European officials, don't send migrants here whom it was a mistake to let into your country. He called for tolerance of that position that we don't want to become like you. We don't want many Gazas or Western European as Western European cities have. And he's doing it for the children. What is it with that? What is it about that? Why is it always for the children? Why can't it be for the country? Why can't it be for the, for the sovereignty of the country, for the culture? Why can't it be for that? But he stated, any admission of illegal migrants will lead to a situation where it will not be possible to live peacefully in Hungary either. And yet they're trying to pressure him into having migrant ghettos. And that would be the EU. The EU so the EU set up this thing to where if you have a passport, you can go through all the countries in the EU uh, unstopped, unchecked. And so... The, the the Islamists have taken them up on that. And, you know, they're getting to the point now to where they could force issues to occur in Europe. Europe is beginning to sink, if you will. And here we got this guy saying this he, he should run for president here. Why doesn't he run for president? I would think very seriously about voting for Mr. Orban here. Hungary for Hungarians. I like that. He said, uh, Hungary belongs to the Hungarians. Jobs belong to Hungarians. The rules must be made by Hungarians. I'm sure those woke soy boy Western guys at Brussels, they're just, they're just sitting there going, oh my God. Probably getting on TikTok and doing TikTok things because he's out there saying this nonsense. That's nonsense for them. They can't have that. You can't have that. You can't have that and be woke. But here's the thing. You can't be woke and be free. That's the thing that they don't want to, want to, they never want you to know that. You cannot be woke and be free. 
You can sit out here and pretend like you are. And in the end, uh, I don't know. Freedom is, uh, is based on many things. Being a citizen is based on a lot of things. But being a citizen means you are free. And anything that changes that means they're taking that freedom away from you. And then the question becomes to you, fellow citizen, what are you going to do about it? What's your plan? See, I was lamenting earlier the state of the House of Representatives, although we do have Mike Johnson. And I think Mike Johnson is a pretty good guy. Seems like a very honorable man. Uh, he's having to herd a bunch of cats that uh, the Republican caucus cannot come together. It's like there's a rule that, you know, when you get elected office, okay, you will be, you will be ornery. You will be contrary. You'll be obtuse. And that's just within the Republican caucus. So he's, he's having to contend with that. We don't have a big enough, a big enough, uh, majority if you want to call it that the four or five people that we have we don't have a big enough majority to really make a difference and uh they can most of these guys in the united states are only saying what we they think we want to hear and then they don't do it right but i mean i think a really good i and i, I heard i heard tara talking about it. nikki haley is being honest with you right now, and you should really listen to her. You should listen to Nikki, because Nikki is telling you what she wants. She th she's telling you what she believes we should have. And remember that at one point we thought Nikki Haley was conservative. At one point we thought that she was Tea Party, grassroots. And she, she happily put that on to get into office. And then she got into office, and when you become a governor of a state, and I don't care which state it is, when you become a governor of a state, that is an accomplishment on the resume. So now she's got that, and she's been the ambassador to the UN under Trump. And now she's telling you. She, she thinks all of that now adds up to these bona fides that are just completely unimpeachable. And she thinks she can tell you what she really thinks, and you're just going to go, Oh, Nikki. Oh, Nikki, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Nikki. So, pay attention to her because she's a typical politician. Sometimes the mask slips and they'll tell you who they really are. Mike Johnson, I think we know who he really is. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we need more people like this guy in Hungary. We should have a bunch of those guys here. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.